This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hello and Happy New Year. I am just recording a bit of bonus material for you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. It really does actually mean a lot that people pay for content that is otherwise free. It really shows that you, you know, it, I don't know, really makes me feel supported. I'm not going to go on it too much. It's, it's a bit of nonsense, but I hope you know how grateful I am. I am sitting here in the podcast studios. I've just recorded a podcast with Professor Anthony McCarthy and Joanna Fortune. I try to kind of record things two at a time or four at a time if I can. Um, really funny Professor McCarthy right so he is the head of perinatal mental health unit in Hollis Street his episode uh, will be out in a couple of weeks but um, when we emailed him to to ask for someone to come in to do perinatal mental health I thought that you know sort of pharmac- so he's a psychiatrist so I thought well we don't want to speak to a psychiatrist because if you're pregnant surely you can't be taking you know, psychiatric medicine. So let's ask for a psychologist. So we emailed the National Maternity Hospital and we're like, hey, can we speak to a psychologist and not a psychiatrist? And he sent us back this whopper email being like, this is, you know, this is, a re- I'm really sad to hear this yet again, separating, you know, some people really benefit from medication and some women, it saves their lives. And I was like, oh God, that's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about it. So I said, like, let's email him back and say, sorry about that. Will you come in anyway and discuss the points that you've made? Because I think they're really important. So he came in and he was sitting in front of me and I was like, uh, on the podcast, you'll hear it in a few weeks. I was like, so I'm sorry for emailing you such a benighted question, thinking that, you know, uh, pharmacology couldn't help pregnant women. And he was like, well, if you're apologising for the question, I apologise for my answer. Because he did send back a pretty spicy email. But in fairness, he probably gets that a lot. Um, and then we had Joanna Fortune and she's just so kind and lovely. And actually, when when I finished Harry, when I finished the one with... Professor Anthony McCarthy he walked outside and we were getting the photograph taken for that we put up on Instagram with the episode and he bumped into Joanna and he was like oh hi Joanna and actually they had worked together in the past so it was lovely to see two people reconnecting um, it's absolutely freezing today Nolan and I have just come back we went to Abu Dhabi for Christmas and I thought I'd do a bonus material on what it is like to travel during the pandemic because it's quite intense actually and I don't know if it's like an autistic piece of my brain but we couldn't get our PCR we got our PCR test results let's say 7pm the evening before we flew at 9am the next morning and I don't know if it's an autistic part of my brain but I couldn't pack my bags until I knew for sure that we were going so then the PCR test results came back and they were negative obviously and at that point I was like oh great we're going and I was like oh shit now I have to actually like pack everything for a 10 day holiday so that was a bit of a scramble and then we got picked up in the morning to go to the airport and we got through the airport absolutely sailed through there was no queues or anything now we had you know paid for like fast pass we were traveling um so if we had been just traveling normal without without those benefits i guess we there would have been a long queue the airport was quite busy um and we got to boots i needed to get antihistamines because we were going over to stay with my friend and she has a cat and i'm allergic to cats and I got to Boots and I was like, oh my God, my wallet. I've lost my wallet. I definitely had it when I got through security. So I went back to security, went back to the airport lounge that we had been in, searched everywhere for it. I was like, this is the worst start to a holiday ever. I was getting panicked. I could feel the panic rising in me. And then security man who had got, you know, put me through security to the checks was like, can I check your bag again for your wallet? So he checked through all the bag again. And 
I was just like, oh my God, all my cards are in it. I'm going to have to ring the bank. The flight is taking off in like half an hour. I was really freaked out. And then Noel ran back to the lounge that we had been in and rang his friend who had driven us to the airport and the friend had found my wallet in the back of the car. So I was relieved, but it also meant that like I had no wallet. And Noel was like, oh yeah, typical prisoner heading off on holidays without a wallet. I'm obviously going to have to pay for everything. But what I did was I got Shane, the guy who drove to the airport, to take out my cards and call out the number to me so I was able to add them to my Apple wallet and so it all got sorted but it meant that by the time I got on the flight I was like shaking with anxiety all the like adrenaline was pumping through me I was like I'm not going to be able to cope with this Um, but I finished I was reading a book and I finished the book on the flight and then we arrived and when you get off the flight in Abu Dhabi before you get your luggage and this is correct at the time of recording but you know these COVID restrictions change all the time before you get your luggage you have to take another PCR test. So again, I was like, oh my God, this is so, I'm so anxious. What if it's, what if it's positive and I've caught it on the plane or it's developed on the plane and now I have to go into a hotel. But it, it takes um, a good few hours for them to get the results, but only a couple of hours. So you have to download this app and the app has like an ID card in it. So they take a picture of you at the airport and then you have to register with the United Arab Emirates to get an identifier number so you get that and then your PCR tests update your app you don't get the results yourself and then the app will go green or it will go red if you're positive and every single place you go in Abu Dhabi like to get into a public toilet to get into a shop to get into a restaurant to get into a cafe anything that is indoors you have to show this Al Hassan app and if it's not green then you can't and if you're positive, actually, they, they come and they like either put you in a hotel or they assess that your accommodation means that you can isolate from other people if you have an independent bathroom or whatever. And they put a sticker on the door to say like this, there's COVID in this house. Um, so that was kind of nerve wracking. And interestingly, actually, the app has a live, you know, when you're looking at like a heart monitor and there's these kind of zigzag lines across the screen. There's a moving one of those across the screen so that people have to show it, see that it moves so people can't take screenshots. So you can't fake, you can't take somebody else's app or screenshot your positive, that your green card for when you have COVID and fake it. So it's all very, very um, efficient, but, you know, quite, they don't really have very many civil liberties, I guess, you know, so they don't care about um, privacy in the same way that we do. Um so yes we were negative then and we were able to go about our business with our friend so it was New Year's Eve then the next night and it was just so lovely to be able to sit out like on a balcony in the warmth like late into the evening until midnight of course it hasn't rained in Abu Dhabi but for two years and then a Mayo man goes to Abu Dhabi and it rains for two days and when it rains in Abu Dhabi like (laughs) the cars stop and people get out of the cars and try to take pictures there's also absolutely no drainage um, so the roads just flood and they would have to wait for the sun to soak back up the water. I think because if there were, if there was drainage, then it would just fill with sand and um, it would just be kind of chaos. So anyway, there was no drainage, so it was a bit mental. But there, a lot of the activities that we did were indoors anyway. So we went to Warner Brothers Studios and that was amazing. It's like this, it's like an indoor theme park, which I love the idea of. And it starts with Flintstones and then there's loads of rides, some for kids, some for adults. The first one, of course, is a water ride. So we did that and then I was absolutely soaked walking around with a wet T-shirt because my ass was wet because I sat down in the wet carriage to go around on the ride. And my friend Edel, who I was with, just thought this was absolutely gas. Um, So we went to Flintstones and then I'm not a huge fan of roller coasters. I used to be 
such a thrill seeker but now I just get so anxious um, and Noel would always be saying to me like you don't have to do it if you don't want to have a look and make a decision and then he'd tell who I've known since I was like four is like just do it and get it over with <laughs> which is an interesting approach to having fun so I went on a lot of the rides and some of them just I did not like the feeling of like my heart racing Idel uh, then is boss beside me telling me that like it's good to ha- to put yourself through anxiety in a controlled way which I guess there's you know there's an argument for but I didn't love it um, so we went around there and then in the evenings like we'd either go out for dinner or have dinner at home watch movies it was very much like being at home because we were with family we also went to the F1 track if anyone watches Formula 1 I've watched it since I was a child my mother's big into it um, the Abu Dhabi track it's class at Yas Marina Mm, and it's a really fascinating way of approaching like it just probably wouldn't ever happen in Ireland but on a Tuesday on a Tuesday and a Thursday night they open the track up to the public so you can go there and you can cycle around the track it's five kilometres or you can walk around the track you can rent a bike for free you can rent a helmet for free and just cycle around it's such a huge amenity for the locality and it's jammers like people go there cycling groups running groups you know parents and their kids so we did that and I was really fascinated to see it because I, like I like Formula 1 but I'd never go to a Grand Prix because they're too loud for me. So uh, we did that and took loads of pictures and actually what I did was we walked around the whole track and then just before we got to the end I pretended that I had a sore foot. So then the guy on the in the car had to pick me up and then drive me around the track to the other entrance. So I got to see the track from a car point of view as well. So while I was being dishonest I... Um, I also got to see the car from, you know, Lewis Hamilton's perspective, which was cool. And what else did we do? We went to Ferrari World then, which is another theme park. And there was I went on the fastest roller coaster in the world. And you had to, they kept saying, like, you have to wear a cloth mask. And I thought, like, yeah, it is a cloth mask, you know. But I was actually wearing a medicinal mask that had a pattern on it. So I didn't really think about it. And I went on the fastest, <laughs> fastest roller coaster in the world. And my mask just shot backwards. And I had to grab it with my teeth to keep it on my face. And then I understood why they needed a cloth mask that was tight. Um, so that was, I just closed my eyes. So I don't didn't really appreciate the the trajectory of the roller coaster I just had this sensation of like going very very fast and yeah so then it got really really sunny we went to a hotel for two nights but then you see Covid has kind of ruined things like the spa and the jacuzzi wasn't open because of Covid we had booked to get two massages but one of the massage therapists didn't pass her PCR test before she treated us so she couldn't come in so then we only had one massage I went to the gym instead of going to for a massage and let Noel have the massage because I'm the wife of the year and then because there was a storm, there was sand in the pool. So they were cleaning the pool so we couldn't use the pool. So sort of stuff like that was a bit annoying. But then that all cleared up and the following day we were in the pool and um, we were staying on Yas Island. And then when we went to the hotel, we stayed in the city centre, like downtown. Totally different experience, like just very, very chaotic and almost like New York, maybe slightly poor development, like, you know, like with less well-maintained footpaths, but very interesting to see the sort of cultural diversity there. Um, We had amazing food. We went to the Grand Mosque. The Grand Mosque was interesting. Um, I had to cover my head, obviously, because it's, you have to abide by their modesty laws to get in. Um, But just such a huge building. Apparently it took like 11 years to build. Then I watched a documentary on it because I was so fascinated, but, yeah it's just an incredible place it's got the largest single piece of carpet in the world the biggest chandelier in the world you know they really go for they've so much money they just go for like let's make this the biggest the best the widest the tallest um so 
yeah, it was very, very cool. I really can't talk enough about the benefits of like just taking a little break, just getting away from COVID news. I still updated the COVID numbers every day because I got an email from the Department of Health. But, you know, the just kind of getting out of your context, it doesn't have to be all the way to Abu Dhabi. You could go to Kerry, but, you know, getting away from where you are to just get a, a, a brain reset. I think I limped into Christmas. I was so tired. Um... I had been working an a deranged amount of hours um, on the run up to Christmas and then I only really had Christmas Day and Stephen's Day off because then I was hosting the shows on News Talk. So I think really learning that I always kind of I always kind of roll my eyes at people who take naps and say that a break is you know really necessary but I'm really starting to learn that actually it could be quite rejuvenating to just take a break from the context that you're in Um and get a new perspective so I highly recommend taking a break if you can if you're thinking about going to Abu Dhabi off you go but you have to be vaccinated you have to get loads of PCR tests which means that it's very safe once you are there Um, but definitely a place I would like to go back to don't know that I would go there if my friends weren't there I love visiting people I don't you know I prefer to go on holidays to somewhere where I'm going to visit people than just go and stay in a hotel for 10 days Um because I like the familiarity of it um, but yeah that was just an update on the podcasts and uh, my trip to Abu Dhabi travelling during Covid and I will hand you over now to uh, Mairead Lockman, who I've asked to give us a little bit of uh, a few tips on dating during the pandemic this is Mairead Lockman from lovehq.ie okay Mairead I am um going to ask you a question now that I know a lot of people want the answer to mm-hmm. tips for dating apps for your profile I've heard things online about people being like put a uni- picture of you graduating from university put a picture with your grandmother put a picture yeah. with your dog what are your tips um, I think first of all make sh- kind of think to yourself who am I and who how do I want to be portrayed so before I was talking to a lady and she was saying to me that she um, wanted to meet someone who was very active yet all of her profile photographs were of her drinking so think about who you are and who how do you want people to see you first of all right, okay. okay so that's a great place to start second of all I think when it comes to photographs it's very important that you present the best version of yourself so sometimes what I say to guys especially because I think ladies are like oh my god <laughs> could guys get a little bit better photographs um, what I would say is think about yourself selling a car on Dundeal for 5,000 euros more than it is worth. You know, you're going to wash the car. You're going to make sure it's shining. You might drive it out to a nice lake or scenic place. You're going to take photographs from all angles and you're going to present it in its best light. So that's another thing. Photographs are very important. But the, then is it not catfishy? Like if you're No, it's not because I'm not saying to put on filters. I'm not saying okay. that you need to be a fake version of yourself. Just and brush your saying, hair like yeah, stand somewhere nice. That's it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Also for say straight couples, like especially guys, I'd say ladies want to meet a masculine guy and um, guys want to meet like a feminine lady. So for, you know, like ladies, what I'd say is if you are into particular sports or anything like that, try and, and dress it up. Like if you're after running a marathon, maybe don't look like it's the very end of the marathon and you're half dead. Maybe the one at the beginning where you're like, woohoo, let's do this marathon sort of um, kind of date ready type of photographs mm-hmm. is what I would say. Uh, and then the bio, there's like kind of four things that I say in the bio. One, tell them a little bit about yourself. So, hi, my name is Mairead um, and just kind of I enjoy, I'm a kind, happy person, um, positive outlook in life, whatever it is. Second of all, then things you like to do. So, I enjoy doing a little bit of yoga. I love eating out. Um, my favourite thing to do on a Saturday morning is go for brunch and read the papers. 
And then next then is what you're looking for. So I'm looking for maybe a, a, a nice, positive gentleman that um, enjoys active lifestyle and maybe enjoys going for dinner and stuff. And then what you're looking for in terms of the type of relationship I'm looking for long term. So be kind of clear on those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. A little bit about you, the type of things that you like doing, what you're looking, what type of man you're looking for. And then and vice versa, females or, or males or male and male or female and female. So I think that's really important. And then just have fun with it. I think sometimes when people are online dating, their expectation is too high. If you think about going out on a Saturday night, say there's 100 people in a bar, you know, you might only be attracted to one or two. So what I'd say as well with online dating, think about it like that. You're not like you're going to have to sift through a little bit. If everybody was perfect match for you, guess what? There'd be no fun in dating. Mm -hmm. So enjoy it, like embrace it for what it is. Think to yourself, okay, I'm going to sit down every week and go through a certain amount. Like don't make it a, a task and don't make it a job. Just have fun. And how do you, so your company is Love HQ? Love HQ, Love yeah. HQ. And what's your stance on online dating? You, you are I you think trying? any way that you can meet somebody is a great way to date. Right, okay? okay. So whether it's online dating, whether it's joining clubs, whether it's through friends, whether it's like that you met in college or through different courses or things like that, any way that you can meet people, the better chances you have of finding love. So I say to people, even though you're doing matchmaking with me, you should still be going on at least one date a month. Okay. Because it gets your whole mindset into a dating mindset. Sometimes people become very insular in a single mindset. And how I mean by a single mindset is they don't have, can't even like picture themselves. They can't even imagine themselves with somebody else. They can't even... Um, you know, think to themselves, like, what do they want? Sometimes I ask people, do you want to have children? And they're like, well, I don't know. It depends on, you know, whether the person the I person. meet wants to have kids. And it's like, oh, OK, I understand that. But you need to decide what you want yourself, because are you going to live your life by somebody else and what they're looking for? Now, I understand we need to kind of play around with, you know, different directions in life. But at least if you know kind of the direction that you want, you know, if you like genuinely really would love to have family, then you shouldn't really be wasting time dating people that definitely don't want to have a family. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of keeping yourselves. You think of the little buffer when you're bowling, you know, they're kind of pulling in the lane so you don't let the, the ball fall into the kind of side alley. It's kind of keeping you within the parameters of the direction you want to go in. And in your experience, then how long do people, um, if you're saying they should go on one date a month, mm-hmm. what's the average period of time from starting to work with you to... It all depends. depends. People are completely different. They come to me at all different experience levels. Some people have been married three times before. Some people have never been on a date. Like it is that vast in the difference. Some people have been married for 20 years and are just dipping their toe back into the dating world. Some people haven't been on a date for 17 years and are terrified. And like these are sometimes hugely successful business people. Like I had a very successful business lady go on a date there about three weeks ago. And... You know, she is in the public eye. She has her own business. She's a very confident lady. And to anybody that would look from the outside in, she's a hugely accomplished person, you know. Um, But I said to her, dating is going to be completely different. You're going Mm -hmm. to feel nerves you've never felt for like years. And that was the first thing she said to me. You were so right. It's completely different. So dating is different because it's a piece of ourselves. We're being judged and supposed to our brand or, you know, a lot of people have kind of created an image for themselves, especially if they are in business or in a job or anything, um, they can default maybe into work mode when they're on a date and kind of take it like an interview instead of what it is, a date and having fun. And it's supposed to be a romantic kind of bit of flirting. Like some people then are like, oh, no, I definitely can't flirt because they go into work mode. So they're like ultra professional. I'm like, 
but like, did you give them any indication that you liked them? They're like, no, why would I do that? And she's like, <laughs> because you're on a date. So it's all different levels. But what I would say is, if you think of going for a new job and you think to yourself, um, you know, you have to pay your mortgage at the end of the month or you've mm-hmm. got a big trip planned in the next couple of months um, and you're really saving up for you're saving up for a house. And next thing you lose your job. What's going to happen is you're going to think to yourself, right, how am I going to get a new job? You're going to put a huge amount of effort into your CV. You're going to maybe buy yourself a new like suit or something to go for these interviews for. And you're going to apply for a lot of jobs. So some people come to me and they're like, I'm tired of dating. I'm like really sick of it. I'm exhausted by it. And I say to them, well, when was the last time you were on a date? Four years ago. Like you're not actively dating. So what I would say is... So what, in, when they the say energy. that, what are they tired of? Because they're coming to you and they're fatigued by something. Not everybody is used to presenting themselves or putting themselves outside a comfort zone, okay? Sometimes okay. they're they're not able to be outside their comfort zone. For some people, it can be confidence. For some people, it could be trauma. They may need to go to counselling before I, I kind of engage them for matchmaking. Like, people are coming from their own things. Like, this one thing as well we need to take into consideration is your own mental health when you start dating and how to look after it as well. It's not just going on dates and all roses and everything like online dating even though I say yes you should do it is probably the worst thing that happened to dating and I know Mm -hmm. that's an unusual thing to say but it is because the whole natural way of dating has completely changed we're human beings at the end of the day it doesn't matter how many Instagram followers you have how great and successful you are in business any of those things you are a human being with a brain with a heart with feelings that's going to go home that evening like anybody that's going on a date realistically you're dating right you're going with the hope of this being a really good match yes yeah you have to put in a certain level of expectation you have to put in a certain level of I'm going to give this my best shot and so it's very important that when it comes to to starting out in your dating you know adventures and journey that you're like am I ready for this do I need to maybe go to counselling I meet a huge amount of people that maybe come to me in their mid 30s and they're like I really need to meet someone I have to be on a date in 10 years because they had a huge relationship maybe from 18 to 25 mm-hmm. and everybody's saying to them oh you'll probably get married you'll probably get married and then when they break up they never did the kind of 17 to 23 year old going out on a night out or having to date and learning and finding their feet at the same time now I'm not saying the people that meet each other at 17 you know it's not the mm-hmm. right thing for them that's the thing with dating there is no rules so what we have to look at is some people are ready some people are not If you're looking at, as I was saying there, how long does it take? There is no measurement. And comparing yourself to others, a lot of people come in to me and say, well, all my friends are in relationships. All my friends are married, engaged. I'm the only one in my family. Stop comparing yourself to others. Mm -hmm. They may also be the first ones to be divorced. They may. That's also not a a negative thing if you're not in the right relationship. So stop comparing yourself to others. Go on your own journey. Enjoy dating. Maybe think about what dating is. Dating is two people getting to know each other and deciding if they would like to continue on, both of them, within a relationship. Just because you've been on three or five dates or whatever number of dates doesn't mean that this is your person. Don't get overexcited. You're still only getting to know them. They're still strangers. So sometimes people can then maybe put into their WhatsApp group with their 10 girlfriends or their 10 guy friends. Oh, I met this girl or met this guy. And all their friends are hyping them up. Oh, did you hear she's after meeting someone or he's after meeting someone? And are they bringing them to this party and everything? We'll all get to meet them. Slow it down. Okay, really get to know the person first before introducing them to their crew and everything. And, you know, enjoy the whole process. Don't be like, I wonder, is this going to be my husband? I wonder, is this going to be my wife? You've met them five times. 
relax. So <laughs> all laughing, of these things, exactly yeah, what it is. Like. it's all of these things. People are like, race, race, race. Let's go, go, go. So there is no right or wrong answer. Stephanie is really the thing. There is no direction. But if you were genuinely looking to find a job for what we were talking about there a few moments ago, you know, a good three, four months is going to get you much further. You're going to maybe be at interview stage and everything. The same with dating. If you really put your best foot forward and really, you know, go on a few apps. You don't be just sitting at home thinking, OK, I'm going to date one person at a time. Go on a few dates. You know, I'm not saying you should waste people's time. If someone says to you, you know, are you dating other people? Be honest with them. One person will clearly stand out to you. And when that person does, maybe take a step back from others. Um, but everybody is responsible for their dating as well and to be kind to people even if you're not interested in them anymore say to them look I've really enjoyed meeting up with you but I don't know if this is going to be a long term thing so I wish you well don't waste people's time don't waste your pe- your time if you think that the other person is getting way too much into it and that's not what you're looking for you know take that into consideration another thing I saw a huge amount of during lockdown was People that were t- saying to me, you know, Mairead, how can I freeze my membership when lockdown lifts and everything because I'm not going to be able to go on dates. I've met somebody and literally the week that lockdown would end, because we'd be in preparation for three, four weeks before we knew lockdown was lifting, going like, we're going to get everybody out on dates as soon as we can. Um, we were getting phone calls then saying like 30, 40 phone calls a day saying we've broken up, they've disappeared, I've been ghosted, everything. And to me, that's a clear indication that people were a little bit, okay, lonely. Mm-hmm. Kind of coming together but also using each other as a crutch and not being completely genuine with each other right, as well okay. so be kind and genuine in, in your approach to dating okay and my last question then is so you've given us your tips for the dating profile um, or, or for any or for dates what are your top three don'ts like do not do not do this thing um do not waste people's time definitely yes, okay. uh, don't waste your own time so wasting time definitely um don't I, I don't know if there is a lot of don'ts. I think just approach it in a positive way. Like, it's, is there anything that I would think, like if it's photographs, I would like, don't be taking photographs in front of your urinals or don't be taking photographs, <laughs> you know, with dead fish or, you know, this, the, the guys out fishing or um, Snapchat filters or anything like that. So your photographs, don't put up crap photographs, you know, yes, only yeah. put up photographs where you would be happy if this was you exactly walking into a date. Um, don't waste people's time there is really no don'ts you know okay. be yourself just be honest be kind be all of those things don't be an asshole great I think that's fair enough and on that we leave yeah. it thank you so much this show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com 